And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods, and as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website, but besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. All right, all you positive heads, welcome to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. It is Friday here in recording land. Not sure what day it is in listening land, but uh, it is a uh, it is a wonderful Friday. Hey, Dalian, what's up, man? Hi there. Sorry, I had to run off and uh, get my uh, my hanky in case I get the sniffles because um, <laughs> I suppose it's uh, since it's a lovely spring here in Southern California. There's a little bit of uh, um things in the air pollen or whatnot yeah you can even hear the birds chirping perhaps in the background you sure can very close yes Uh, (laughs) and 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 i know that uh in a few a couple of other 
previous episodes, you could hear the the birds chirping a couple times. Like it seems like quite loudly, Branny. Yeah. But I just thought that it gave the podcast a kind of a cool vibe. Yeah. Well, you know. You know. The birds are fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The birds we, are. We don't just have human listeners, folks. We're calling them in from all corners. Um, let's see what's going on today, man. Uh, anything interesting, mysterious, weird? Friday, I want to. I've got some ideas. Uh, I want to. I want to get it more like story time ish. But uh, I'll get into that more in a minute, I guess. Why don't you break down your normal story of the day? Oh, mysterious. <clears throat> yeah, my story. normal. They're, they're there never no such that thing normal. as normal. Exactly. Yeah, that's, a, that's a poor choice of words. <laughs> well, you could. I, I understood what you meant, which is your normal mysterious story, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, your everyday mysterious story, right? <laughs> right. Uh, just another uh, ordinary mystery, folks. Uh, it is a little contradictory, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, no, it's a cool story about uh, a magical book. This is a uh, ancient a magical text. book. Yeah, ancient text, uh, ancient grimoire. Uh, as uh, sorcerers are fun to, to, to say. Uh, um, no, it's actually a, an, a rare and ancient magical text that um, is a little different from perhaps other things that exist. Now that there's a ton of those out there. But uh, no, this one's called the Ars Notoria, Brandon. And um, Ars, uh, I believe, is uh, Latin for uh, art, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is... Uh, the notary art, as as it's translated here uh, in the article, it's an article from EWAO, and it it is actually notable uh, or uh, distinct from other grimoires and other books that supposedly you know contain magical spells and things like this, right? Right. This one purports to help you improve your memory and your just in- intellectual capacity. You could master academia, you oh, could wow. master knowledge, right? So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's been researched by monks and uh, it. You know, it's sort of a prototypical medieval magical text, Brendan. Uh-huh. But as the, as the article explains, it's, you know, a little bit different because it contains not just spells and incantations, but things like uh, meditations and prayers oh, wow. that are meant to really help you. Um, How old is it? Uh, why don't I just uh, read you a paragraph here with a little bit of that relevant information, Brendan? Okay. Uh, it says, In the famous grimoire, a textbook of magic with instructions on how to create magical objects like talismans and amulets and perform magical spells, called Lesser Key of Solomon, that is an ancient text called the Ars Notoria. So I guess this is a subtext of another book, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Notary Art of Solomon. Uh, this ancient text can be traced back to the 13th century, while some parts were written as early as the 12th century. Hmm. Uh, and it says, well... There were numerous ancient texts that promised otherworldly powers in the past. This one was different since it specifically focused on prayers, meditations, and another oral exercise, unlike books, which focused exclusively on spells, potions, and rituals. So yeah, it is, um, that, that's what I found interesting is that it's not, a lot of these books seem like the sort of, uh, you could really say sometimes leaning towards what people call black magic, right? Yeah. And trying to get you to accomplish a very concrete specific result mm-hmm. in using external means and quote unquote magic to do so. But this one is really kind of getting you to tap into your inner latent power. It's like right, all about right, you, right. right? So it's not about uh, sort of cheating or finding a sh- magical shortcut to make something happen, but rather to, you know, unlock your own potential. So it's pretty cool. It says here, the original texts were created in three different styles, including Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. It is said that King Solomon himself used the original writings of the Ars Notoria to become a wise, compassionate, and talented ruler. And since there's that story in the Bible of King Solomon, of course, being 
famous for being, you know, legendarily wise mm-hmm. uh, and things like that, then perhaps there is, you know, this is linked to that bit of mythos, right? Right. I almost reported recently, Brandon, on another ancient grimoire, but actually this one's more interesting because this other book is more of a curiosity, whereas the Ars Notoria is, you could really say, even a little more boring because I have something quite so out there, but it is an ancient text that uh, is a precursor to so many things that are popular now to help you unlock your, like this, even even something that was mentioned recently about super learning, mm-hmm. speed reading and things like this. Uh, the article goes on to say, among others who studied the powers of the Ars Notoria was John Omorigny, a 14th, 14th century monk who tried to achieve wisdom and academic mastery. He became afflicted with otherworldly and demonic visions. After his unsuccessful try, he went on and created his own grimoire called Lib- Libor Visonum, while stating that the Ars Notoria was real and worked. However, it came at an extremely high price to the reader. Interesting. So, yeah, perhaps it just opened you up uh, and, and, you know, again, it unlocked um, your uh, intellectual faculties, but perhaps so much more. And he just had like a full Or he could experience. have just been going there anyway and happened to read the book. <laughs> oh, I blamed it on the book. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, no, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting because, I, like I said at the beginning, there's a few of these uh, books out there, but this one uh, stands unique uh, for, for this uh, unique spin on, uh, you know, using... Uh, arts like magic and such well to, i like you know it, it sounds like it's it's a little more down to earth than some of the yes stuff. Exactly. and that that really plays well into what i wanted to talk about today and and i alluded to a moment ago i you know obviously we love 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 stories of synchronicity uh serendipity positive paranormal stories and uh, i want to you know of course we always include those and i get a story typically from uh, any in my weekly interviews which are typically really good. Um, I would like to, because I love stories so much, I would like to expand that a little bit. I'm guessing some of you listeners out there have some stories of your own that you could share. Uh, Also, I'd like to expand it to, I'd like to hear more stories of law of attraction uh, type stories where you're putting attention onto something and, you know, actually manifesting it because there's some really incredible law of uh, attraction stories that I've heard out there that are that are absolutely mind-blowing and, and some things, of course, I've seen in my own uh, life. So I feel like those sorts of stories are even more, as I, I was thinking about it today, in, in this, the story that you reported on goes really well with it, you know, they, they seem even more useful because once you hear of someone else's story of law of attraction and manifesting something it makes it more real to you that you can do the same thing and so any of you guys out there listening who have i would like to make friday more story time um i'd love to hear your stories uh you know law of attraction type stories where you've created something that you wanted to see in your reality so please uh, write in or even if you call in uh that will take the audio uh you can say whether you'd like us to use the audio or not if not we won't use it, but you can leave us a voicemail at 949-424-3158 and leave your story. Uh, we'd love to hear anytime you've focused on something intent with intention uh, to create that into, you know, to, to draw it into your reality. Because like I said, there's some really magical stories out there. So I would love to hear uh, some of them from the audience. You can write into through the website or, uh, yeah, if you even if you want to write in, and perhaps we could even have someone live on the show as well. I mean, th- there are no rules, so <laughs> but an easy way is to just leave a voicemail at that number and just 
you know, kind of tell us your whole story and then we'll have that audio and we could utilize it, uh, you know, on the show, possibly if it's a story that we really, really like, and it, it goes with, with the, you know, sort of what we're looking for. So, um, what I'd like to do now is kind of continue on this idea of law of attraction and we've all heard of it and you hear mixed things out there about it. You know, some people are all about it and others say that it's, you know, BS and yeah, and I'd like to talk about it. So first I'd like to, uh, give you a quote that goes along with it. And so as a positive pondering breakdown, where attention goes, energy flows. And that's really what law of attraction is all about. When you're paying attention, you're buying something, you're paying for it, you're, you're calling that thing in vibrationally. And so it only makes sense that this sort of uh, phenomenon works just like the law of gravity. I don't need to really even understand it, but if I step off a cliff, I'm going to be affected by that law. Same thing with the law of attraction. It is a, a real phenomenon that has been shown to work time and time and time again. Does it mean you're always going to get everything that you've thought about? No, because you're offering mixed vibrations. I can think about right now, I want to manifest you know, whatever it is in my life. And, and then the other 99% of the time, I'm thinking about how I don't have it, the lack thereof. I'm focusing on whatever's limiting that would get completely in the way. So really, whatever the dominant vibration that you offer is what's going to show up most often. And I think people really have trouble with this when they see sort of like uh, a negative event happen to uh, maybe a young child. And it's like, are you telling me they attracted that into their world? And I think when you really start understanding the concept of us being eternal, multidimensional, timeless beings, that helps to, for me personally, to, to really, um, you know, make sense of, what, you know, what you're attracting. What have you given energy to? Well, we don't know what they've given energy to prior to being here. We don't know what sort of karmic, uh, you know, debt, so to speak, that they they may have as a being and what they've set up for themselves. So, It's not the only law that plays into effect in your life by any means, but it's a big one. It's a really, really big one. And, you know, what I, I know if you, if you start paying attention more consciously, more with intent, one of the most powerful things, almost every story you hear with law of attraction is people using like, not every story, but a lot of them where they're using a vision board, you know, putting the things up that they want to achieve or writing lists, I think is one of, I believe is one of the most powerful things that you can do. Write a list of everything that you want. I heard a story recently where Tony Robbins was talking about writing a story about his, his partner, uh, who, you know, I think he's been with for over a decade and they're still madly in love. And he wrote a six page list of what he wanted to manifest into his life and uh and you know just kept reading this and kept reading this and and of course now he he's had that and so uh and attracted that so i think it's a really really powerful tool to utilize that most of us aren't utilizing start writing down what it is you want the really interesting part about the the dance, and we talk about this a lot, is then being willing to release the expectation. You don't need it to be happy. This is your your goal, your aim, but release expectation. And that's, I, I believe, that fine, fine line. Um, so I would encourage all of you guys to start today, tomorrow, whenever you're hearing this, after this podcast, write down what it is you, you want to attract more of. What do you want to see more of in your life? Start giving, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. Pay attention, pay attention to what you want. Give it energy because when you're writing it down, guess what? You're drumming up the vibration of that thing. Then revisit that list regularly, daily, weekly, hourly. I don't care. Just keep revisiting it and keep giving energy to it and, and trusting and having faith that you will attract 
exactly what you uh, what you need, what you want. And then let go of expectation because, you know, like I said, this is where it gets kind of tricky because you you maybe uh, are, are putting a lot of attention into this particular it looking a certain way and it may the same experience may come in a different guise. It may be the same underlying emotion that you want to have, but with a different face. And so it's very it's very important to sort of. Um, give it, pay attention to it, give it energy, but also release expectation of it showing up or needing to show up because you don't really need anything. You are content as you sit right now in the now you're always okay. And that's an important, important piece I think to tie into it that you don't hear enough of. Like if you watch the secret or things like that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's isn't this, you know, it's simple on one hand and another, there's some definitely some nuances that you've got to be very aware of when you're, um, when you're utilizing this law. That is very, very well said, Brandon, for sure. The va- value of story and of story time, if we are to have story time now it's in the podcast. Story time. Is, yeah, exactly. But it is you you absolutely got the essence of what that um, should be in my opinion, which is to harness the power of story, to use it, to yeah. consciously create what we want. And what you were talking about creation is so much like what I understand it to be now. Um I I have this what I think is this little more profound understanding of that whole law of attraction thing like you were saying and I have an insight into why as you've explained why people would have this sort of little bit of a reactionary attitude towards it. Some, of course, are all about the law of attraction, right? Because they've perhaps managed to implement it in some really key ways in their life. And they've gotten some really big things that they wanted, right? So that would immediately just tell them this works, right? Law of attraction works. And it does work. But as you've pointed out, it is a little bit of a subtle thing. Abraham Hicks has said things before. And um, I was going to try and paraphrase it, but it's something like, when you're thinking about a subject, you're actually thinking about many subjects because uh, there are other associated things right. about that, right? So when you're thinking about money, uh, it's not just money that you're thinking about, but you're also tying issues of self-worth or of career and life right. purpose and all these things, right? So that's where it gets a little bit trickier, right? And um, how you pointed out the whole, the way that I understand it is this balance that's got to be struck really between, mm-hmm. as you've said, stating an intention and getting specific but not too specific that you're essentially getting what you've asked for and you're and you don't recognize it so you're actually sort of letting the opportunity pass by it shows up and it's like i'm here Mm -hmm. i came but you don't see it as such because it looks a little bit different yeah so you're like oh great i see i see something that looks a lot like what i asked for but it's not quite what i wanted so right so next and and you pass it you know an important piece is is once again in the now whatever you're experiencing is a result of a previous uh vibration that you've offered it is a reflection of the law of attraction whether you're doing it consciously or unconsciously so in a really important piece is loving what it is that you've created now because what you resist persists what you if you don't if you're if you're resisting it you're going to you're giving it energy so you're going to keep it locked in place so understand that you've been doing this whether you know what we're talking about is trying to do this more consciously bringing it to the forefront making a list putting a, a vision board whatever it is and really making it a part as opposed to unconsciously creating or or maybe not always unconsciously but just you know making it more of a of a planned out thing, but, but there, don't there is going to be some un- unconscious creation, right? Like right. You said. But mm-hmm. and don't resist what you have already, you know, what you've already uh, created, because the key to getting where you want to go next is loving what you've already done. It's the jumping off point. It makes a lot of sense, but can you elaborate a little bit on why exactly? Because I think I get it, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, why would I want to 
accept. I guess I want accept, to accept what's right, right. showed well, up now. Like, because, once again, right. what you resist persists. So if if my life is this, and this is what I've created up to now, my all my years, all my experiences have led to this moment with these experiences, with these circumstances, with this job, with this relationship, with this, you know, all the things, and I'm looking at it in in distaste and, right. and hate, I'm judging and, and I'm judging it, up. and right. I'm saying I'm, you know, this is awful. This isn't what I want. This isn't what I want. What are you doing? You're giving energy to that this thing as bad you're giving it so you're 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 there's you're there's so much vibration about this this certain circumstance it's like the law of attraction is very like black and white almost like the subconscious like we talked about mm-hmm. in with bruce lipton it's like it, it it's doesn't it there's no it's just reacting to the vibration that you're offering so if you're offering a, a vibration of the thing that's why that you know I've heard it said, and I think it's very wise. If you don't want something, give it no attention. (laughs) And I see people who masterfully do this. Sometimes you'll try and talk to them about a negative thing or something that's bad in your life. And you're kind of, you're kind of going for the drama of it. And you're, 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 you're getting all worked up and and they just kind of ignore you. Don't take the bait. Uh, huh? Yeah. They they don't. don't take the bait because they can, they, they understand Oh, well, the best thing I can do is give this no attention. Oh, look at the flowers over here. Aren't they really, really nice? You know, so it's very, very important to understand this piece. And, and, And by accepting, you move through something, you know, and by resisting something, you hold it in place. So, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, that was really great that you... Um, came back with that um, because I, yeah, actually that's really key. I was I wanted to talk about the subconscious, so you're right. Um, but uh, yeah, for me to judge and condemn something that showed up now when I create half consciously created it a while back, and now I got exactly what I created, but now I'm judging it. Right. It's yeah, it's pointless. Pointless. Love it. Love it. It's all part of the journey. It's all part of the ride. It's leading you to where you're going next. L- learn to love it all, and this is how you move through it quickly. Um, okay, so let's move along. We have a very short story, but a very cool story. Uh, I found this. It's called uh, on, uh, let's see, uh, a guy named Rob Gilbert, his YouTube page, and it's called Without a Paddle, My Craziest Manifestation Story. Law of Attraction. Let's listen. I was working a job that I hated, to put it mildly. I got up every day with a huge knot in my stomach. I was underpaid, underappreciated. It was affecting the rest of my life. I just started this job. I had a family to support. So I felt like there's not much I could do. But I had to do something. So I made a list. What would this next dream job have? It was going to be a closer walk to work, which was ridiculous because my current walk to work was only 15 minutes. I'd get a $10,000 raise and I'd get to use my bilingualism. And I wrote these things down and I reviewed them morning and night. And I, I believed it in my gut. And then I started applying to jobs. And at first nothing happened, you know, I was applying to jobs. I wasn't even getting phone calls. I wasn't even getting phone interviews. And this went on for a few weeks. And about the fourth week, I got up one morning and I checked the job boards like I always did. And I saw the job. I knew absolutely this was it. And I went into my current job and I gave my resignation, telling my boss that I was quitting because I got hired at this other company. Then I went home at lunch and I applied. And then the countdown clock was on. I had two weeks, I'd given my resignation. In two weeks, I'd be out of work. And I waited. And then when I had only three days left, 
I got a phone call. The moment I answered the phone, I knew I was in trouble because it sounded like someone had put a gun to her head and she was forced to call me. She had all kinds of issues and she was picking me apart for valid reasons. She was giving me a hard time about my lack of formal post-secondary education, about the fact that I jumped jobs a little bit, and I felt it going downhill. The phone interview was going terribly. And then she asked me, when you speak in French, do you have an accent? I picked up just a smidge of an East Coast accent. And I said, speaking of accents, you know, I'm sorry, this, I realize this, is, this has nothing to do with the interview, but I can't help but notice, where on the East Coast are you from? And she goes, what are you talking about? Where on the East Coast are you from? And she said, Truro. I was born in Truro. It's a 10,000 person town, if that, half a country away. And we started talking about the family business that her parents had there growing up. And I talked about how my grandmother lived just outside of town and my memories there growing up as a child. The moment that I told her that I was born in that town, uh, her tone of voice changed. And it ended with her saying, you come in tomorrow morning and we're talking about how we're going to get you this job. So I went in the next day and it wasn't even a formal interview. We just talked about how could she get me in front of the hiring manager. But she said the hiring manager would have the same kind of objections she did. And I said to her, well, you want to fill this job? She goes, yes. I was like, do you think I can do it? She said, yes. I go, get me in front of the hiring manager and I guarantee you I'll get the job. And then I left. Uh, and then it was my last day at work at the other job. And at the going away party, I got a paddle signed by 30 some odd people, everyone in the department. Because when I started there, they were up the creek without a paddle. But <laughs> I had to hide this thing because my wife at the time didn't even know that I quit my job. So I had to sneak it into our house and I had to hide it behind the couch. And then I got the interview and I went in and I met the lady. And at the very end she said, look, I've been in HR for over 20 years and I would never do this kind of thing. But if I were to offer you a job on the spot, how soon could you start? So needless to say, you know, I got the job and it met every single thing on my list. You know, it was closer walk to work. I was working for this wonderful person. Uh, I was in the same industry. I was gonna get to use my bilingualism. It fell short just slightly in one area. I didn't get a $10,000 raise. I only got an $8,500 raise, but I was quite all right with that. And that's not even the craziest part. The recruiter from Truro, who was critical in making this all line up, she'd already given her notice. Two weeks after I started, she was gone. So yeah, what a cool story. Uh, I, what I love about the story, Dalian, is he added in that element of trusting the universe without a paddle. He literally just put in his two weeks notice and said, I don't know how it's going to manifest, but I trust it is. And what happened? It came down perfectly to the, uh, you know, came down perfectly to the uh day almost right and i've seen that sort of thing many many times when you are willing to put yourself out there and you really are believing the universe responds to that and uh i i love i think that's another important piece that he touches on here that um really you've got to trust you got to be willing to be bold you got to be willing to step off that cliff sometimes it doesn't mean all the times it doesn't mean be careless and you know just foolish but there are times when you have to know, and, and no one can tell you when that time is. It's your own intuition. But by saying, I trust, and I'm willing to tr step without really knowing, the universe responds very kindly to that sort of behavior. As long as right afterwards, you're not offering a bunch of negative vibration, <laughs> right? As long as you're staying in that state and really, really um, trusting that you'll get what you need. Yeah, you have to have some self-confidence there to take that leap of faith and as you've said, have your intention also be ready to fall flat on your face and get back up again, of yeah. course, because that you know that happens and that will happen. And that 
even if that should happen, it isn't a bad thing, right? right. Because you can get so much from that. that right. Will, that you're will always help going bring to bring you closer. You're always going to get what you need next. What a cool, cool story. And I'd love, love, love to hear some of you guys' own stories, especially maybe stories that you create after hearing this. Uh, let's, uh, let's create some magic together, guys. Let's hear. Let's share. Let's share among uh, all you amazing supporters of the show and extensions of the show, I would say, because we are all extensions of one another. Well, that gets down to it for today, Dalian. This uh, has been wonderful as always. I do have some music queued up here. This is a singer-songwriter named Trevor Hall. This song is called The Lime Tree. Hope you enjoy. And before we check out the musical tastings for today, I would like to add, this podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I. So if you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please Take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, as you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being. Above the city in the rain cloud, rain cloud Poked a hole and watched it drain out, yeah Down with a simple sip of wine Toast my glass to all my loved ones uh, To let them know that the stars, they still shine Took a while for you to find me, find me But I was hiding in the lime tree, lime tree Above the city in the rain, clear, rain, clear 
poke the hole and watch it drain out, drain out. It took a while for you to find me, find me. But I was hiding in the lime tree, lime tree. Above the city in the rain, clear, rain, clear. I poked the hole and watched it drain out. It took a while for you to find me, yeah. I was hiding in the lime tree, lime tree. Above the city in the rain, clear, rain, clear. Well, I was hiding in the lime tree.